Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And today we are talking with the co-founder and chairman of Social Alpha Media. Welcome, Nadia Zhang. Um, hey, uh, hello everyone. Uh, thanks so much for having me here. Uh, we appreciate this opportunity provided by Future Tech Podcast. Um, my name is Nadia Zhang. I am the co-founder and chairman of Social Alpha Foundation. It's so nice to have you on, Nadia. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Social Alpha Foundation? Absolutely. Um, so Social Alpha Foundation, we are a NGO, so we are a non-for-profit grant-making foundation, which means we take donations and then we provide uh, no-string-attached grants uh, for uh, for um, organizations, uh, projects, and individuals. Uh, and then we provide two types uh, of grants. So we have one is our education grants that we give it to people that provide blockchain education on the emphasis of social impact and then we also have our application grants that we provide grants for projects or people that want to do their non-commercial uh, blockchain applications that focus on social welfare issues. Wonderful. It sounds like you truly are trying to make a big impact in our world, which is much needed. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, uh so a little bit about um uh, myself. So before starting Social Alpha, uh, I was actually in the art world, uh, and uh, I'm also sit on several boards uh, of different charities from Hong Kong and and the U.S. 
So I am the fundraising committee member for this Hong Kong charity, which is one of the most uh, historical charities uh, in Hong Kong. So it's called Hong Kong Society for the Protection of Children. So uh, our work is that we build education center and then shelters for uh, children under, in, in underprivileged uh, situation. And uh, I'm also the global patron uh, for San Francisco Museums of Modern Art. Wow. So you have art and culture. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, mm-hmm. a little more about other organizations that, that you work with and, and how they're impacting the world? Um, yeah, I mean, so for so for the Hong Kong Society for the Protection of Children, uh, that because we are already so the foundation itself is 90 years old. So I I, I think we are a very uh, we are a regional uh, charity, but kind of so which means we focus on specifically like, you know uh, the social problems that Hong Kong and Hong Kong society has. Uh, so I guess you know all my kind of like experience uh, kind of provide me a different perspective an angle. Uh, when I think about philanthropy and charity kind of expert. So, uh, I mean, so I got into uh, blockchain in 2016. So I basically bought my first uh, Ether and Bitcoin in 2016 as well. So I think, uh, and then I just basically start to invest and really learn about the space uh, along along the time pass. So I think one of the things that I noticed that is that blockchain has achieved that a long way. And then the progress is incredible. It basically turns from this kind of like a, underground uh, fintech culture to right now this kind of like a social phenomenon everybody is talking about blockchain but for people that but for, but for us, somebody that has, has been in this space for a little bit longer, I actually noticed that uh, even though blockchain is very widely uh, discussed in the world, but everybody's kind of attention uh, still mainly focused on um, market and then kind of like, you know, price, volatility and everything. So we noticed that there seems to be like a missing gap uh, between general public's understanding and also and versus the what actually the underlying technology is. So uh, with that idea, we started, so me and my husband, um, so my husband is uh, Johan Chu, he is the managing partner at Kanadic. So Kanadic is this kind of like a blockchain platform that they provide uh, investment, uh, advisory, and then consultancy, and also community building uh, on, on blockchain area. So uh, two of us, we started Social Alpha late last year. And then so our idea is that we want to provide a platform that can really kind of support just blockchain education to the general public to really start to build uh, this, how do we say, foundation of knowledge uh, about blockchain uh, for a uh, for a wider audience. And then the other part is that we really want to kind of like encourage uh, the entire blockchain community to think about how exactly they can apply their skill set to create uh, positive impacts for the world. Uh, that's why we sort of just, uh, that's why we started uh, to provide funding for non-commercial blockchain applications. Because right now, if you are, if you are a uh, person that wants to start your blockchain project, uh, your choice is uh, relatively limited because uh, because most of the platforms they want to support that projects will, how do we say, achieve a significant revenue return, uh, rather than you know, which means that if you want to start something uh, non-commercial, it probably uh, will gain uh, less support uh, from the community. But we want to be the platform that really kind of like help out people that want to pursue another kind of path, you know, outside of the commercial spectrum. And uh, uh, last but not least, we want to kind of like. Um, really start to cultivate uh, the next generation of thought leadership in the blockchain community because we think the younger generation will be the generation that really adapts blockchain technology and really kind of like uh, 
uh, implement blockchain technology into every single aspect of their life. And I think it's also important for people in the younger generation to think about that how exactly to, you know, really uh, develop a sense of giving back uh, and also making the world a better place. Of course, and those are such wonderful aspirations. I know that when talking to guests, a lot of times in the blockchain world, they say that education is lacking mm-hmm. and that people, the, the, the workforce that knows how to, how to do code for blockchain and how it works is limited. So education mm-hmm. is becoming you know, the number one thing that people need to start investing their time and effort into. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, what, what schools or uh, like different institutions are you seeing that are really pushing to up their blockchain education? Uh, I will say so. I will give you an example. So one of our uh, very first uh, education grantee, so her uh, just kind of like did a visit in Hong Kong. So uh, her name is Apona Krishnan. So she is the head of education from Blockchain at Berkeley. So uh, Blockchain at Berkeley is this really interesting student-run organizations. So they started as this kind of like a five-people blockchain club uh, at UC Berkeley. And right now they have over 200 members. And then they have a consultancy arm. They have an education arm. They also have like, a, they, they just have such like an amazing community. So uh, they are, so 90% of their members are undergrad students from UC Berkeley and then right now they already kind of have consultancy job that's basically to the Fortune 500 executives you know about what blockchain is so we are very fortunate uh, to have uh, Apana come to visit Hong Kong so during her stay we basically host uh, about four classes uh, on topics like crypto economic design uh, introduction to blockchain and how to start your blockchain research etc and then our audience are basically the top five uh, universities in Hong Kong and also from different kind of like a meetup group, let's say the Bitcoin meetup in uh, Bitcoin meetup in Hong Kong, the Ethereum meetup in Hong Kong, the JavaScript meetup in Hong Kong. So, you know, we really want this, this kind of visit to uh, benefit, you know, the vast, uh, vast uh, audience, you know, for Hong Kong. So I think upon this visit, uh, upon the, you know, several class on crypto economic design and then for places like Hong Kong is really, really valuable because Hong Kong is Hong Kong is this kind of like an interesting uh, place that is great for business, but uh, it's still kind of a lack, kind of like a concrete knowledge when it comes to blockchain. So on, on one of our meetup, like 200 people showed up, you know, for a street kind of like a crypto economic design classes, and everybody after the class was kind of like give us really positive feedback, saying that you know Hong Kong and almost you know and also as well as all the Asian regions are really uh you know in need of this kind of like, you know, concrete knowledge that has actually nothing to do with like, you know, uh, ICO projects, raising money, hard cap, et cetera, you know, but just purely learning what exactly blockchain can do and what is actually still the problem, you know, that when it comes to blockchain development, what are the knowledge that blockchain development still needs? So I think it's kind of like, a, you know, cross-region uh, knowledge sharing and education providing uh, can really just like benefit, you know, from a very large, you know, audience. Absolutely. Um, tell us a little bit about, you have another one here on your website, Amplify, is that, it's an early childhood development empowerment from South Africa. Oh, right, right. Uh, so that's Ampli. So Ampli is, uh, was our very first uh, application grantee. So Ampli is this uh, student software ID uh, project that based in South Africa, so Cape Town. So uh, 
one of the problems that like regions like uh, Cape Town or South Africa has is that lots of times children or people don't born with any kind of identification, which means they don't born with any passport, uh, driver's license, or ID card whatsoever. And I can give you one very extreme example that will be like, let's say countries like that, they're right now if they have war, uh, the, the people from their countries are uh, rushed to the let's say the border and then they literally couldn't be accepted because as refugees because they can't really prove who they are even even they are standing in front of you in flesh but still because of lack of any identification they are basically become this invisible population that just don't have the proper human rights you know that they deserve so what Empty does is that Empty uh, works with this local charity uh, that builds schools and early childhood education center for children in South in Cape Town, and then so every child that has been uh, enrolled and registered into that local charity-run school will be given a digital identity that provided by Empty as part of their education profile. Wow, so that gives them really essentially giving them freedom to do not just, you know, be able to get out of the country if there's a war, but, you know, to be able to yep. start creating, you know, a portfolio for themselves for, for jobs or for banking or for all that. If you don't have an ID, you can't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's amazing about that is that because as one of uh, one of the blockchain characters that, you know, is immutability, is transparency, is kind of like, you know, permanency, that once your information is on the blockchain, it will just be preserved, you know, on the blockchain. So uh, basically what that means is that this child right now have this kind of like, you know, totally authentic, and then they can take fully control of their own information identity, which means that they don't need to actually rely on any kind of like government jurisdictions or any kind of like administration that actually, you know, might have a broken system when it comes to this type of information. So, you know, I really see like what I'm really doing is that giving really a second chance, you know, for people that just really have so little to begin with. Exactly. Oh, that's, that really makes my heart happy because it's just such a needed thing that is so simple. Yeah, giving someone mm-hmm. an ID and and it's it's life changing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think it's sometimes because you know for people that are living a you know slightly more kind of like you know a fortunate country, sometimes we forgot you know like actually how privileged and how fortunate we are. Yeah, it's something so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, we think oh mm-hmm. they you know they don't Absolutely. have this or that, but it's so simple. Just mm-hmm. a simple ID can can mean the difference between mm-hmm. between really a life Absolutely. or death situation if you need to get out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, like, have you have you ever kind of, kind of like encountered this question like, oh, how exactly do I prove who am I without any kind of like paper document? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone needs one. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do your grants work for if people want to apply to get a grant from you, and how do you select uh, what projects to take and which which ones to let go? Right. So, uh, what social alpha our structure is that we have a uh, vetting committee, and that we have a board of advisors, and that we have our strategic strategic partners. So, actually, uh, all the uh, applicants, all the grantee selections are done uh, by the vetting committee. So, actually, I don't have the power to choose, you know, which uh, grantee to to fund and uh, how much, how was the size of the grant. So on our vetting committee, we uh, we are very lucky to have ever to have a very strong and experienced uh, group of people. So the idea for our vetting committee is that we want to basically combine two groups of people from different backgrounds. So you can see that we have a 
Lloyd Lu for Kyber Network, which, which is a decentralized exchange for, uh, for cryptocurrency, that they are one of the, you know, kind of like the most high profile and leading uh, blockchain projects in the world. And then we also have like Brian Leo and, my, uh, and Matt from Smith & Crown. So Smith & Crown is the, the is this kind of like a blockchain crypto economic research platform that provide research and studying, you know, on specifically crypto economic design and business model, etc. But on the other hand, we also have a very strong kind of like a people with very strong charity background. So we have uh, Karen Pack, uh, who is uh, who used to be the uh, vice president at this World Health Partners. Uh, so this is a institution that received, I think, 40 million from the Gas Foundation, uh, specifically focused on public health. And then we have uh, Jolene Song, uh, who is the Asia director for Cambodian Children's Fund. And then we also have Jude Wu, who was the you know uh, director for Conservation International of Hong Kong. So uh, the idea is that we want to have these two group of people. So when applications come in, the blockchain people can really make sure that current technology will be able to provide and will be able to support what they want to achieve. And then we want the charity experts, uh, experts to really think about that. Is it, you know, the uh, the problem that those projects trying to solve are really hitting uh, the pain spots that really uh, are those uh, regions in need? Exactly. And those are some of the, some of the criteria that go into making the selection through the committee. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also a list here here of things, you know, measurable social world impact and and things of that. Definitely, nature. you really want to make sure you really want to make sure that they are they are who they say they are. Yep. <laughs> what is the the process like, you know, from application to right? Either getting a right. grant or, or so, getting rejected. Yeah, so everybody can, uh, so everybody can apply, you know, for social offer grant, uh, just through our website. And then, so on our website, if you click on applications, you can basically fill out your application form and then email back to us. And then, so if, uh, so we collect uh, applications on like a quarterly basis, which means your your applications uh, will be revealed all at once uh, by Betty Committee every three months. And then, so if you are selected, uh, you will receive a kind of like interview request uh, from us, and then you will kind of like you know start your first very first you know uh, interview with the Betty Committee. And then, if you are uh, if you are become uh, if you are selected, uh, so we will first deploy a uh, 50 half of the how this approved uh grant grant funding to you and then so it's basically uh we deploy funding on a milestone base and so we will give 50 percent up from to you and then after i mean really depends on the status of the project so maybe one to three months uh you will present uh, another kind of like a you know presentation to the vice committee and then once we approve you know that uh, the second presentation you will receive uh, the 25 percent and then so in the end when you finally complete your uh your project we will uh, and after your final kind of presentation we will give you the final 25 uh, percent grant wonderful yep so what are some of the the biggest challenges that you see with with blockchain technology and how how are you guys kind of looking to overcome those challenges in the next few years right uh i think i think one of the most challenging uh questions for the entire blockchain community is really about adoption uh and uh, also kind of like just uh, and also the general public's knowledge towards this technology so for adoption is that uh what we're trying to encourage is that we want to create more projects you know that they are willing let's say Ethereum, they if uh, if a project, let's say a decentralized uh, medical record data project, are is willing to be on Ethereum chain, so that actually essentially provide more use cases, and that is actually great use cases. Uh, that you know the use cases that targeting um, 
blockchain for social good, you know, for social welfare issues that will be built on different public chains. So that will be the use case, more use cases is definitely what we want to. And the other hand is that we are uh, really working hard with uh, lots of uh, traditional charities. Uh, we are working with, you know, charities that, let's say, tackling uh, environmental issues, and then we will basically come there and give them uh, information and brainstorm together with them to see, oh, exactly how blockchain technology can help on, you know, the projects you might be working on. And then we, and then together we are really thinking about how exactly, you know, blockchain technology can, uh, how do we say, help and then kind of like provide more advanced skills, uh, more advanced kind of like technology and tools uh, for people that already are doing amazing jobs. So this kind of like adoption between you know charities uh, is definitely a one of the aspects that we're really focusing on. Wonderful. So if someone has an idea and they want to pitch the idea to you and apply for a grant, what is the best way to go about that? Oh well, I mean, if you have any questions, you know, really just feel free to email at you know info at socialfoundation.org, and if you have your project, you can just really uh, fill out the application form and then email back to us. I think that will be the most efficient. And also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. On even we even have an Instagram, and then we are opening our uh, Medium blog soon. So I mean, you can basically reach us, you know, from different this kind of like a social media channel. We are quite responsive uh, on that as well. Wonderful. Well, Nidia, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. It's it's really wonderful to meet people who are trying to use technology to help out everyday people. You know, a lot of times our technology is focused. Yeah. And a lot of times technology is focused on, you know, robotics and AI and all those things. And those things are helping people. But truly, Mm -hmm. we can also take a step back and say, we can create massive amounts of change, which with technology for things that are quite simple, Mm -hmm. like we use the the ID example, you know, those things could be just paper. But we, you know, we're thinking, we think really big with technology. And it's nice to see that you guys are kind of bringing it back to that human level. Yeah, we we really hope that technology can really solve some of the basic infrastructure uh, problems that the world is having right now. And then hoping with this technology, we can really move uh, the development for a lot of different regions, you know, to a, you know, step forward. Absolutely. Well, Nidia, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you. That was Nidia Zen. She is the co-founder and chairman at Social Alpha Foundation. You can check them out at socialalphafoundation.org. Truly wonderful organization. This has been Julie Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, 
how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.